Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded Friday, June 10th, 2022. Yesterday was the uh, first day of the January 6th insurrection hearings in Congress. And man, I just I just watched the uh, just the video again of like the opening, you know, the opening remarks, some of the videos that hadn't been released yet and stuff. It's like really hoping that's a pretty high percentage of the uh, American voting public, uh, you know, that it isn't just watching Fox News to get. To understand what happened on January 6, 2021, hopefully there are people that are, you know, just watching the congressional hearings, at least a little here and there, and getting a better understanding of what indeed happened, who Donald Trump is, what it was that he was representing, what it was that he was encouraging his followers to do, what they, what he and his most loyal servants were trying to do what what they were preparing to do prior to January 6th and what they did indeed engage in you know was it defending democracy uh, the answer to that question is no no they were not defending democracy they thought they were sort of i guess somehow i'm not really sure why they thought that but it's uh Man, it's it's definitely pretty depressing. I mean, they've they that January sixth committee put together a pretty good presentation. The opening uh, kind of wow. I've just seen a couple hours of it. Can watch the YouTube video after it, really. And uh, my my goodness, just the way to be to kind of condense it. The opportunity to uh, really delve into it, you know, because they, they uh, interviewed a ton of people, gathered a ton of evidence, and the ability to kind of take some time here and really delve into it and, and deliver a very in-depth presentation about what happened uh, on that day. and Because and, it's not something that can just kind of keep... Moving along, you know, one of the two major political organizations nominated a guy who refused to concede after he lost the election, his re-election bid. And he, he was so adamant about preserving power that he was engage, willing to engage in illegal activity. Now, anyone that was aware of that particular person's history uh, should not have ever been surprised that he would have, you know, tried to engage in such behavior to preserve and hold on to power you know he obviously should have never been granted the post in the first place but you know that did indeed happen you know that 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 guy (laughs) is what he is you know and he did indeed encourage violence He, he was indeed encouraging his strongest supporters to overthrow the united states government and to instill a government that would be pro trump pro fascism yeah, overthrowing the government through violence, subverting the will of the people, 
That's what uh, the MAGA corrupt folks that were invading the Capitol on January 6, 2021, that is what they were doing, and that is what they were fighting for. They may have genuinely thought in their heart of hearts that they were doing something different and noble, but they were not. Um, they were sheep that were being misled and were being led to engage in activities that were illegal and subverting the interest of the United States of America. And they were caught and, um, and broadcast to the world the activities that they were engaged in. If I was any one of those people, I'd be extremely embarrassed, you know, because it's, it's all on full public display. Uh, you were not fighting for democracy if you were involved in that riot. Sorry. You were fighting for something much, much different. And um, it's only going to become more crystallized as that particular hearing continues. I'm uh, anxious to see more of it. And uh, hopefully more of the MAGA crowd gets it. Hopefully there are consequences to the Republican Party. Not that they completely go away, because there are two Republicans on the January 6th committee. And they are legit Republicans. They are conservatives. You know, they, in any other era, they would be considered very, very conservative. You know, sort of archetypes of what a Republican is, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. However, in the modern era, they were ones that were outcasts and were censured by their own organization. And certain leaderships within the organization attempted to remove them from power because you know, they objected to and stood up to the actions of Trump and were willing to investigate and to see what happened. So not all the members of the Republican Party are bad. There are some that are, you know, have some backbone there. Hopefully uh, more of them come out speak up a pretty uh pretty uh, dark stain on the u.s history because it's still kind of lingering that guy that encouraged those people to engage in that violence is still considered a legitimate presidential candidate for 2024 even though he is still facing other consequences for his behavior before and during and after his presidency you know he, he's he is a very corrupt human being, you know, and that it is what happens when you allow a person with that type of character to become in charge of a country, you know. Um, hopefully we can learn something from it, but what do we learn? You know, the, uh, the negative effects of uh, propaganda and misinformation, uh, the negative effects of uh, large groups of people believing bullshit and being told to do things that are illegal and then those people doing them, you know. But the person in power that told those people to do those things, that person should also face some consequences too. You know, the reason that the MAGA crowd invaded the Capitol was because Donald Trump told them to do it. And he coordinated with certain powers that be to try to make it happen certain white power groups like the Proud Boys and the uh, the other ones, Oath Keepers and shit. Angry, stupid white men that want to act violently towards people who disagree with their myopic worldview. You know, and so it was coordination with those kind of group, groups 
with other pro-fascist kind of things, and then these other groups that were like thinking that they were defending democracy, but they're really just being manipulated. And some of them are facing the harsh consequences of that. They did indeed commit a crime on January 6th, clearly and obviously. You know, they were caught on video assaulting police officers, breaching the Capitol, breaking and entering. It's all caught on video. Yep, they certainly are. Yep. Court cases in a lot of cases are just like, is this you? And if they answer, yeah, indeed, we, we know this is you. Here, you are indeed doing these things, yes? Do you want to plead guilty? Give up information? We'll reduce your sentence. <laughs> Tell us everything you know, and we're not going to put you in jail for too long. You know, it, it's that kind of thing. You know, you got to kind of pick and choose because I'm not going to. Some of them may have faced a fairly minor charge because it's obvious that they're just, uh, you know, <clears throat> ignorant folks that kind of caught caught up in something. You know, they weren't weren't using their best senses that day, or maybe for weeks and months and possibly even years leading up to that day. They weren't re really using their best senses, weren't really thinking things clearly. It's one thing to watch Fox News every day. It's going to be another thing if that's the only source of information you're getting. It's going to get you a pretty skewed perspective on the world, and you're going to start believing shit that's pretty fucked up. If you're if you're genuinely listening to Donald John Trump and just absorbing every word he's saying and genuinely thinking that he's awesome, yeah, it's going to start affecting your behavior, you know? And if that person does indeed have, you know, power of the presidency and he's commanding you to march on the Capitol and shit, you might just actually go and do it, even even if you know deep down inside that, well, that would be a crime. What if you get caught doing it? You know, what if the people defending the Capitol have to defend the Capitol as you're trying to invade it? You know, and so, yeah, some people died that day. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. Over a year ago, but it's like, it's, uh, it, it's going to finally come to a head. I, I, I think these are, it's like certain powers that be within the Republican Party, I think, just thought that they can kind of wash over that day. It was a tourist visit. They were all being, it was all about love and ha peace. What the fuck video are you watching, man? No, the, the MAGA crowd that invaded the Capitol on January 6th were not about peace and love. No, they were not. They were not about democracy. No, sorry. Nope. That's clearly not what they were about. They were not about respect for the Constitution and congressional hearings. They were not... That's not what they were about. You know, they were, they were for something very different. And they were trying to force the issue. Very much force. It's a pretty shameful day. And hopefully a lot of the people that were involved in that, as time goes on, as the way that that day is presented in a certain way, with the time stamped and the kind of interconnecting of the audio and the, the police cams and various other footage, interviews with witnesses to, that, to the crimes, crimes that day, Hopefully it gives a lot of people that have been a part of that movement a little bit of pause, at least some kind of pause. Like, 
what do you want to associate yourself with? I know you, you really genuinely bought into this slogan, make America great again, whatever that means. Again, make America, it, it's a very subtle but overt at the same time, let's go back to the old days kind of thing. Let's go back to Jim Crow laws or whatever, segregation, whatever. Let, let's go back to whatever previous era in your particular mind was the better era. It doesn't even matter what specific era, but the past was the best era. You know, when certain things were in place, you know, certain hierarchy in, in place. Donald Trump is very much a supporter of that kind of thing. Yeah. He kind of leans into it. It's, a, it's very much a part of his story. You know, the, the sort of, you know, racism, social hierarchy type stuff, you know, like, man, it's just, uh, really hope this is the, it ends, this congressional hearing ends up being, a, a, you know, the final coda of the, the Trump political career thing or whatever, you know, the, the, the whole, like, a sizable percentage of the American public wanting to vote for that guy to be the president. May this congressional hearing be the end of that kind of thing. One can hope. One can be naively hopeful that this congressional hearing is going to be the beginning of the end, finally, of, of the Trump thing. It, it's finally going to come out that you were duped. That that guy is not about democracy. He's not about peace and love. Understand? No, he's not about the will of the people. Now, how you ever got to think that in the first place? I don't know. What? Why did you think that? That's. But that's almost like a different. That's a different discussion. Like, how, how did you get to the point where you thought that Donald Trump was a successful businessman? who was going to protect the interest of working class people first and foremost. And that was like a passion in his life. Why did you think that? Where does that come from? Um, it's confusing. But nonetheless, you know, however you got there, now it's time to undo it. You know, revelations have come clear, you know. What is Trump? What did he truly represent? And on January 6th, he revealed very overtly what he really is. You know, if you weren't clear about the matter prior to that day, it should have become more crystallized just on that day. But now a year and a half later, now it's, it, it's even more. Now we're get, we get to like look through a microscope kind of thing. We get to really saturate in that day. We get to spend weeks, if or what, however much time, really zeroing in on that day and looking at every single angle from that day, and there will be zero doubt that, yep, what happened that day was wrong. What what Trump did was wrong. He, he should not be eligible at a bare minimum. He should not be eligible ever again to be the president of the United States of America. He he lost that privilege, you know, that should, that is a privilege. It's not a right. You, a person who wants to be president, you don't just get to be president because you want to be. 
Okay, it, it is a privilege that is bestowed upon you by the American people. And Donald John Trump lost his re-election bid, but he's a sore loser. And he was unwilling to relent his power, and so he was willing to engage in violence. And so he encouraged his most arduous supporters to engage in violence, to attempt to help him retain power. Did he join them? No, he watched it on TV, and then he refused to call him back up to help defend the Capitol. He neglected his responsibilities, not that he was ever truly into uh, you know, abiding by his responsibilities and duties as president the entire time he was president. I, I have no idea why people think he was a good president. There's people that genuinely like, think he the, was the greatest president ever. What, what are they smoking? Or are they not smoking anything? Is that what it is? Do they need to like make their mind more limber or something? What's going on there? What is that about? Where does it come from? You know, who are these people? You know, who were their mentors and idols and you know inspirations growing up in life? You know, who did they want to be when they grew up, when they were a kid? Who are their idols? When they were a young child and Donald Trump was, you know, going through his, you know, Taj Mahal bankruptcy shit. Did they think, I want to be that guy when I grow up? I want to be Donald Trump when I grow up. Or, or what? What? Where did? Where does that come from? Who are these people that genuinely think Donald John Trump is a successful businessman who's been fighting his whole life for the interests of the working class people? Why do they think that? That's, it's very strange, you know, but it's the power of propaganda and, and good, constant, steady messaging of a particular message that, you know, people will just sort of believe it, even if it's complete bullshit, you know, like, it's frustrating, but I'm hopeful that like this, this, uh, this hearing will start peeling away at that kind of insane surreal Trump era that that will start to diminish considerably like in the next few days weeks it'll it's going to start dissipating there's going to be more embarrassment of those that have been fully out in the open proudly proclaiming their allegiance to Trump I don't think you're going to see as many of them proudly proclaiming their wearing their red MAGA hat when they're not at a MAGA rally they're just out in public, in their in their hometown. I think they're going to start getting more, you know, dirty looks or whatever. Maybe not even confrontation or anything like that, but just sort of like, they're going to start feeling the embarrassment a bit more. You're one of those folks? Oh, God bless you. Um, why are you doing the stupid thing? You, you still don't know that Donald Trump's a con man still to this day? Oh, goodness. God bless you. I don't wish you any will, but mm, sure would be nice if you got your head out of your ass. You know, why do you do that? Why stick your head up your ass? That's just dumb. You know, you stick your fucking head up your ass and then you start talking and shit comes out. And it's disgusting. It stinks, you know. Like, and it makes you look, you got that fucking red hat, make America great out. 
Oh, goodness gracious. In June 2022? And it's not a costume. You're not trying to be sarcastic or anything. You're just, you're, no, I'm, I'm a proud Trump. Holy shit, man. Come on now. You got to get your head out of your ass, man. You got to do it, you know. I know you wedged it up so fucking far so long ago. You're going to have to really kind of work to wedge your fucking head out of your ass. But shit, maybe make it some effort to do that, you know, because holy fuck, you look like a fucking idiot right now and um, allow the embarrassment to swim over you. But don't act violently when you feel that embarrassment swim over you. Yeah. You condoned and supported something that was so obviously and clearly stupid, and there was all kinds of warnings against it, but you did it anyway. God bless you. There's a certain kind of, sometimes there's a certain respect for the person that goes against the grain and whatever the heck. But that ain't one of them. <laughs> Being a Trump supporter ain't that kind of thing. You know, that's not the kind of against the grain kind of, you know. No, you got duped, you got conned, but that's okay. You, you can learn from that mistake and not do it again. There's people that get sucked into cults all the time, and there's people all the time that get out of those cults. They learn from the mistake. In many cases, there'll be ones that like devote their lives to helping people not get sucked into cults and help them get out of them and stuff. So I'm very hopeful that the uh, the Trump era is going to be winding down at a very minimum. That man will no longer be considered a legitimate political candidate. I'm also hopeful that the power of the organization that picked him and then nominated him a second time and then stood steadfast by him even after January 6th has quite a bit of its power dissipate. Uh, they are not worthy of that level of power when they condone and support such violence and such corruption and blatant disregard for democracy. You know, they, they shouldn't have that much power if so many of its leadership are going to condone such activities. They have some here and there that have stood up. Some are a little bit more wishy-washy, so they could, you know, over the next few days, they'll probably start, you know, be more willing to, stay, to say something negative about Trump and MAGA, you know, Mitt Romney, I'm sure, is one of those kind of, uh, you know, wavering ones. He's been able to stay things here and there, but he still has a certain desire to stay loyal to the organization and all that kind of thing. It's uh, quite a pickle for a lot of them, because a lot of them, they, they want to stay in power. The only way they can stay in power is with that R next to their name. They're not, they're not going to get elected with a D next to the name or a or some other letter. They have to have that R, and and the R is R, the organization that picked Donald John Trump. So it's kind of a, you know, the, the Trump MAGA support is a huge portion of the, the R support, the Republican, you know, that's, and that organization basically just had to, they had to take whatever they could get. Whatever people were willing to buy the bullshit, well, that, that and that's that's your content, you know, your contingency, or not contingency, your constituency. You know, that's 
whoever voted for him, whoever was willing to go with it, that's that's who they were they were kind of bound to. The Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy through tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations, and then the cutting of funding to uh, various programs that benefit the public, like healthcare, education, and infrastructure investment. That is what the Republican Party is in its modern form. Obviously, that particular agenda is not very popular among most people, probably even a fair number of people that are in MAGA. So, uh, what the Republican Party did indeed have to do is they had to find people that are maybe less informed, less engaged, and kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, trick them into voting for someone under the guise of, yeah, he's going to whatever, you know, I'm not regurgitating what Trump's specific messages were, but, you know, certain kinds of promises kind of lean into certain people's fears and ignorance. They don't have to be the majority of the public. They just have to be spread out across the country in just the right way. Little pockets of areas where there's, you know, a stronger concentration of low information voters and then manipulate those people, you know constant direct messaging straight at those people that have kind of, especially the ones that have openly declared themselves as low information voters, you know, the Tea Party thing, you know, those, those were groups of people back in the early part of the Barack Obama presidency that were declaring themselves on national TV as being low information voters, people that were fighting against universal health care because they were worried that the health insurance company that they were a customer of may not be as profitable anymore. Now, obviously that's, I'm being slightly sarcastic there. That's not what their concern was, but the people that were telling them to be concerned about health care as a right, that's what their concern was. You know, powers that be that own health insurance companies were upset that, you know, health insurance companies aren't going to be as profitable if healthcare becomes a right. So again, Tea Party movement, you have working class people back in 2008, 9, you know, at the beginning of Barack Obama's presidency, proudly on national TV fighting against publicly funded hospitals, proudly fighting against education as a right, proudly fighting against an estate tax that would only affect people who are multimillionaires, you know? And they're passionately fighting for these things because they've been told to do it by, you know, the people that they believe are the truth tellers, you know. So, yeah. The Republican Party said, well, here we go. Here are your people. You know, those people openly declared themselves, and they have been a large and ever-growing contingency within the United States of America. People that will believe just about anything that they're told on Fox News, and they will act and vote accordingly. They will do whatever you tell them to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, it reached the kind of pinnacle, if you if you will, on January 6, 2020. It, it was bad enough that that group, that, that was a minority, but a very vocal minority of the public, was allowed to decide who the president was. Again, even though there wasn't a majority of them, we, you know, we, we still have this goofy, clunky thing in our electoral system where the people vote, 
you know, we, we tally the votes and we, we have a pretty good idea what the total is election night. There's, you know, clear results. Who, who is the popular vote winner? And then a month later, we have an electoral college vote where a separate group of voters vote. And then each state is sort of a win or lose contest. It doesn't matter what the difference in the vote is. It's just basically a win or lose each specific state. Less regard for how the people living throughout the United States of America actually voted. So hence, 2016, you have a guy that finishes in second place in the vote. And then in a month later, the Electoral College declares that guy who finished in second place the president. They declare him the winner. Because that's what the Electoral College is. It doesn't necessarily have to abide by the popular vote. Most of the time it does. But in 2016, it didn't. The Republican Party takes advantages of these sort of clunky, undemocratic things to preserve power, gerrymandered districts, the Electoral College, the Senate. You know, it's how they preserve power, along with manipulating people and misinformation. And um, January 6th was like the full pinnacle of years and years and years and decades of the Republican Party just shifting further and further and further to the right. And as they shift further and further, there'll be certain individual members here and there that will kind of drop off. They'll either resign or they'll not seek re-election or they'll stay in power and try to just save things live while they're in power to try to pull the organization from going too far over. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney of all people are... Liz Cheney's a very conservative Republican, but even, even she had to kind of draw a line somewhere. She's pretty conservative. You know, her, her policies and stuff are not progressive by any stretch. She's a conservative Republican, but not, quote-unquote, conservative enough by the modern Republican establishment, not willing to support, you know, a sort of fascist candidate's aspirations to re- preserve power by any means necessary. She wasn't willing to support that, but many within the Republican leadership are and have been. Do they continue after this uh, congressional hearing? How do they... I mean, we're going to get into some really interesting mental gymnastics, political rhetoric over these next few days as uh, Republicans, dipshits like Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, even old Devin Nunes, who's not in power anymore, but uh, you got uh, Lindsey Graham, Ted Gozer, Ted Gomer, Josh Hawley. Jim Jordan, we're going to be seeing some interesting word salad nonsense coming out of those idiots over the next few days and weeks trying to justify but, you know, admonish or whatever at the same time what happened to try to like stay loyal to MAGA but then also say that it was wrong. It's going to get Ugh, some political rhetoric that those idiots get away with, it's just obnoxious, you know. They use their intelligence for such stupidity and idiotic things simply so they can preserve power. But uh, something's got to come ahead, to a head, you know. Like, and maybe that's what our country needed. We needed to really pull ourselves way down to the depths and hit complete fucking bottom be a complete embarrassment on the world stage 
And then a year and a half later, we have to, like, face it. We have to face the music. Yep, that is us. That's us, man. That's our fucking country right there. That's definitely the United States of America. You know, a big, large group of fucking idiots doing something fucking stupid because some wealthy guy told them to do it. You know? And them genuinely thinking that they're doing what they're doing in the interests of America. But no, they're not. What you're doing is in the interests of one Donald John Trump. You know, if you're successful in violently overthrowing the United States of America, Donald Trump's a happy man. Does it mean democracy and free will? And No. No. It means something very different than that. If Donald Trump was able to preserve power by violently overthrowing the government, and then, I mean, yeah, you're talking about the beginnings of civil war and such. Because the people did not want Donald Trump to hold on to power. So if a minority group just sort of violently overthrows the government, and yeah, it would be, it would have got, it could have been much worse. It could have been an even more chaotic and complete system breakdown kind of shit. Like, who knows? You know, um, thankfully it didn't get any worse than it did. It was pretty embarrassing enough, man. What an eyesore. What a just uh, stain on our country's history. But hopefully it, you know, we learn from it. One can hope. Hopefully there is fewer MAGA hats. Hopefully there's fewer Trump campaign flags proudly displayed in people's fucking living room, man. Like, damn. Hopefully there's less of that. I mean, one can hope, you know. Hopefully there's fewer fewer people just kind of proudly being stupid, you know. I I don't really get that whole thing, you know. Like, I remember one time, like, it was was a ways into the Trump thing, and I I went to a church that my ex-wife and boys went to, and the pastor's son was wearing a, a red MAGA hat, the pastor's kid, at church, in church, Bad enough wearing a hat, but then wearing that hat. But I got it. I, I get it, you know, because he was the pastor's kid. And that's just what pastor's kids do sometimes. How, how do you rebel against your father who's the pastor? How do you, how do you be that kind of, oh, wear a fucking MAGA hat to church? That's kind of the complete opposite of, it, it's so disrespectful and so kind of like overt. It's a very bold statement, you know. And you know, so it's kind of like, it's like the modern way of, I don't know, being like punk rock or something if you're a teenage kid and your father is like, you know, a pastor, well, the way to rebel, I guess, would be to be a MAGA guy, to support fascism and, you know, an antichrist like Donald Trump, that's the way to rebel, because that MAGA hat represents the opposite of the, you know, the teachings of Jesus and such. It's kind of a a very opposite message. It's not about peace, love, and understanding. Even though Trump used those words, it's kind of like, uh, well, the book 1984 by George Orwell. Where was it? uh, War is peace, love is hate. Was the third line? You know, so so like with it, Donald Trump's describing a, a large group of angry, mostly white, stupid people invading the capital as peace and love when it's clearly the opposite of that you know it's hatred and ignorance 
you know that that's what it is clearly on display that's what hatred ignorant hatred looks like it looks pretty damn stupid and pretty embarrassing and annoying that it's such a thing you know that it's like that that kind of thing there's people that fan the flames of that because they make more money and preserve their power by like encouraging people to do that kind of shit to be hateful and ignorant what do those people get i don't i don't quite sure those for some it was just kind of an excitement at doing the thing that you know is wrong and then doing it anyway i guess certainly other things to do in life i would think that maybe a little more productive than trying to overthrow the united states of america through violent means especially when you're doing it because donald trump told you to do it good god man I'm glad to see that that uh, it finally happened. Finally, they're finally getting into it. The congressional hearings finally started. So I watched a little bit of it yesterday. Gonna be probably not watching it live because you know it's 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 on video. Congressional hearing is now a thing. It's part of history now. It's begun. So hopefully more people watch it and more people get a better, especially those MAGA folks. But it's gonna be tough if they're only watching Fox News because Fox News didn't air the hearings. They had uh, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. He's going to be like whining about nonsense that doesn't really have anything to do. He's a bastard of a man. A, a wretched little shit that uh, makes money by encouraging people to do stupid shit. And making them believe things that are not what they are. That's how he... I mean, he, he's an entertainer, really. He's not a journalist. But he gets to pretend to be one because the, the network that he works for has the word news in their name. So people genuinely think that he's telling them or that he's telling them, you know, news. But he's not. You know, he, he's just purely a provocateur. And that's how he makes his money. That's what his salary is for. To say a particular message that will get you really angry about the Democrats and really like, yay, the Republicans are doing whatever, however it works. I don't know how people digest that nonsense day in, day out. It's not healthy. Why do people do things that are so... I mean, I get a little it, you know, doing things that are not healthy. I mean, I smoke spliffs every single day. It's not the healthiest thing to do, but it's kind of different than absorbing just negative information day in day out willingly and knowingly or maybe not knowingly i guess i guess some of the people just genuinely think that tucker carlson is an honest guy i don't know how you get there though but it's gonna come to a head though we're we're moving towards something that's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna get out of this from the ashes comes new birth it's, it's gonna inspire a, a, a wider range of people to be involved and to get into this thing and to kind of to preserve democracy you know free speech right to assemble right to assemble doesn't mean get your big group of people that you've assembled and then uh, gather up some weapons and then try to storm the capital no it means speak your mind you know inspire coordinate and vote yeah 
participate in things to make the world better. And violently overthrowing the government is not one of them. So, hopefully there can be more people that embrace a message of peace and love genuinely. And peace and love is not picking up a fucking flagpole and using it as a spear to try to stab at people. They're using it as a weapon. and Force your way into the capital. No, that that's not... That's not peace and understanding, man. Sorry. Like, you can believe whatever you want to believe about small government, fiscal conservatism, all that kind of thing. Speak your mind, man. Free speech. Just because you disagree with me don't mean you got to leave the country, you know. Just because I am speaking my voice about the United States of America and its, its imperfections and such like that doesn't mean I need to leave the country either. You know, just because I have certain issues with how this country is run and all that doesn't mean I need to leave. doesn't mean I hate America because I'm willing to be critical of America. It means the exact opposite. I'm emotionally and spiritually invested in this country, so I have a desire for it to be its best self. And January 6, 2021 was not America's, you know, revealing its best self. But for that matter, the entirety of the Trump era was not America at its best. It was a sort of constant daily attack on the pillars of our democracy. Purposely and willfully being engaged in by Trump and his most loyal supporters. A belief in absolute power, presidential immunity, alternative facts... These terms all came in vogue during the Trump era. And that's what he represents. You know, an alternate reality. A absolute power, presidential immunity. The president should be able to do whatever the fuck he wants whenever he wants and should just hold on to power for as long as he wants to. That's Trump's worldview. Yeah. He shouldn't have to give up his post no matter what the election results are. Was the election close in 2020? No, it was not. No, he got his ass kicked. He finished in second place, though. He got the silver medal in the 2020 presidential election. You know? He, he finished second place in the popular vote for the, you know, in the national election. That's, that's quite impressive, you know? It's pretty amazing that that guy, of all people, was actually able to finish in second place. He had never even cracked the top ten before. In all of his previous times running. And then all of a sudden, bang, he finishes in second place. And then because of the, uh, you know, the technicality that we decide who the president is, known as the Electoral College, even though he finished in second place, he was able to become the president anyway in 2016. And I think, you know, his arduous, most arduous supporters were just kind of hoping that that would be the case again. In 2020, yeah, he's going to lose the popular vote, and he did, and he lost by a lot. It was not even close. He was a distant second place. It was about 7 million was the difference. He, It was not a close election in the vote, in the vote. But also, he did lose the Electoral College anyway as well. Technically, that was closer because there was a few states where he only lost by a few thousand. But in the vote of the people... Donald Trump got his ass kicked. 
Is it all more reason to get rid of that stupid fucking electoral college that kind of got us into this fucking bullshit to begin with? Well, of course. Donald Trump finished in second place in 2016 by 5 million. He was a distant 5 million behind the winner of the election. That person's name was Hillary Rodham Clinton. You may have whatever issues you have with Hillary Rodham Clinton. Many of those issues you have is because she is an alpha female. And many people in this country, male and female, have strong reservations with alpha females. They get very mm, leery about that and stuff and scared of them or something and, and intimidated by specifically alpha females like her. And that's what she is. But she's from, she's an alpha female from a, you know, a previous era. She's the same age as Trump-ish, a little younger or whatever. But like, yeah, they're, they're of similar, you know, uh, generation. But that's, as far as, um, <laughs> you know, just capabilities, resume, intelligence, and uh, experience prior to the job, you, it was not even close, you know, clearly and obviously she was the better candidate, more qualified for the job. The Republican Party just couldn't find anyone that can truly compete with the girl. So they just went with the, the idiot Trump guy and it worked or whatever, because he doesn't he didn't need to win the overall election. It was God, the 2016 thing. It's just like. God, that was frustrating, you know, as, as I'm watching election night, and it's like, you see the popular vote thing, and it's like, well, Hillary Clinton's way ahead, it's like, okay, good, but then you're seeing this, this electoral college map, and then that thing where they, like, declared Donald Trump the winner on election night, the electoral college hadn't happened yet, <laughs> media has to do something, if government is not going to change electoral college law the way media covers the election needs to be different what is happening on election night the election night is not the electoral college so stop fucking talking about it don't even mention the electoral college that's not what's happening on electoral college on election night election night on election night those who are registered to vote and are voting vote Election night, the results are tallied. That's it. What is the total of all the votes? That's what's happening electoral on election night. A month later, that's when the electoral college voters meet. So then you could start talking about the results of the electoral college. Donald Trump was not the winner on election night 2016. But media declared him as such. But he hadn't won yet. He hadn't won the Electoral College, and on election night, he lost. And that's just a fact. He finished in second place by about $5 million. But media declared him president-elect. No. No. The reality is, okay, he lost the election. He's, he's finished in second place. Okay? So what do we do here? Because, well, yeah, we, we, we've we tallied up all the votes of the people, regardless of where they live. It doesn't matter. Just if you're a citizen and you register to vote, we're going to count your vote. 
But then we have a system where each state represents a certain number of votes, and we're going to tally the votes of each state, and then whatever person wins the states, quote-unquote, regardless of margin of victory, there's going to be a, a certain particular group of people that are going to vote that that candidate picked. So obviously, obviously those people, 100% of them are going to vote for the candidate that won that state, the candidate that they supported. It's convoluted and stupid, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. If it was purely a confirming, you know, the results of the election, that's one thing. So in other words, you have the election, election night, and then each of the various states have various electoral college voters that are neutral. They, they don't abide by any particular party. Their job is to, more like the thing that Trump didn't understand about Pence's role in that confirming the election thing. It's purely just sort of ceremonial, really. You, you see all the results, you tally the results, you just confirm back and forth, and yes, we, the electoral college voters of Georgia, do indeed confirm that so-and-so candidate got this many, other candidate got this many, so we do indeed say that, you know, we we do indeed abide by th these results or whatever, or something. We do indeed say that, yes, Hillary Clinton did indeed win the election. Fortunately, that's not how we do it. May this period of time, the Trump era, get us to... Uh, get rid of the electoral college because it's stupid and it doesn't make sense and it's not a reason to keep it it no 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 what about voters and it doesn't matter where you live if, if you're a citizen you should be able to vote in the election and your vote should count it shouldn't have greater weight or greater value or something if you're living in a particular area no <laughs> i don't give a fuck where you live registered to vote and you vote it should count and the only way to do that is if you just tally all of the votes and the person with the most votes they're the winner that's it, it yes it's very simple and stuff but the whole like well what about people living in cities and the country and stuff yeah wherever you're living doesn't matter vote yeah whatever state you're living in whether you're living in the city or in the country or wherever the heck Whatever your political views are, yeah, vote accordingly, yes. And then we're going to tally up all the votes, yeah. And the person with the most votes is going to be the winner. Let's simplify it. Let's avoid another Trump era where because we have these weird, nonsensical borders and districts that don't make a lot of sense in this electoral college thing, you can have a person that is not really qualified for the job, Certain organizations that are requesting power can just sort of decide, hey, I think this guy can get just enough votes in the right areas to become the winner, and they'll, that guy will definitely do what we want. The organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. And he did. He did indeed sign a tax bill into law that cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. He did indeed do that. That was five years ago. And then in his re-election bid, he lost by 7 million. 
few states it was only a few thousand that he lost by. So he attempted to engage in fraud, extortion, to try and uh, subvert the will of the people. A sad, embarrassing figure. He will go down as the worst president in the country's history. It's not a debate anymore. It's not, it's not even uh, Andrew Johnson or Nixon or some of the other corrupt politicians from the past because they have the benefit of being uh, in a different era where, you know, there's not like video footage of them being a complete jackass 24-7, you know. There's the sheer volume of uh, evidence on Trump is uh, pretty profound. You know, his entire backstory is in and of itself like that guy became the president. It's going to be very confusing for future generations to maybe be as kind of like pie in the sky, United States of America is so awesome and wonderful thing. Like, I was already starting to have difficulty with that as a young kid, learning about the Vietnam War that happened prior to me even being born and was ended just a few years prior to me being born. You learn about the 60s and the Vietnam era, and then you, you know, you learn various histories. You start seeing it's, it's you know, it's it's been a rocky road. We're not perfect, never have been. Not that there is such a thing as perfection anyway, so there's always room for improvement. And we have a lot to improve about our about our system. Um, the Trump era revealed massive deficiencies that need to be fixed. Um, when low-information voters vote based off of misinformation, it allows certain powers to be to become powerful that use their power for illegitimate means, you know, to just preserve their own wealth and power. So yes, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, all that, they are more wealthy than they were before. Healthcare is still not a right. Education is still not a right. And we got a whole, like, segment of the population that is pro-fascism now, without even realizing that that's indeed what they're supporting. So, we're going to start getting on an upswing up here soon. I think there's going to be more people that are going to, like, be more bold and kind of yearn for real basic kind of no-duh humanity type stuff. We should have hospitals, schools. People should be allowed to be educated and skilled and less stressed out and anxious. We should abolish electoral college. We should make districts that are especially when it comes to districts that are going to be represented at the U.S. House of Representatives, they need to make sense. And I think one obvious thing is like metropolitan areas need to be one district where the people living in that particular district vote for more than one candidate to represent their area. Yeah, like, you know, I think it just does make sense to me. Instead of each metropolitan area being divided into different little sections and stuff, it's just kind of weird how that has come to pass. So yeah, hopeful, 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 hopeful. One can stay hopeful, but it's also it's, it's staying guarded too. You know, that may have been a year and a half ago, but there are still a lot of folks that were involved in that thing that are still very passionate about what they were doing. 
that day and, and want to do it again. Inflict violence and um, force their will onto the people. You know, there is very much that element within our society. It revealed itself very robustly on January 6, 2021. Some have started to face consequences, but there's many more that are still very much passionate about that kind of thing. Pro-fascism. Yes, and that is what Trump represented. That's not a fucking opinion. That's what he is. You know? Violence towards the other. Anyone that doesn't disagrees with him. Corruption. Extortion. It's embarrassing how ill-qualified he is to represent people. You know? Aspire to be better. Aspire for people that want to represent the interests of the people. You know? And are less concerned with their own preservation of power. Probably best to not vote for a billionaire. Want to vote for a millionaire? That's, you know, kind of, kind of seems to almost be like, if you're not a millionaire, you're almost like not eligible to be president or some shit. It's just kind of weird. What if there was a person that had a net worth of like 400,000? Would they, would they be eligible to be president if they were only quote unquote worth like 400,000? Like they made 96,000 last year as a, as a whatever. We'll let people be in the House of Representatives if they're, you know, quote-unquote, like, normal. Like, Alexandria Acosta-Cortez, prior to getting elected, I think she was working as, like, a, I don't know, like like a bartender or something like that. She was working in food service or something. Just had, like, a regular gig. She lived in, like, a studio apartment in New York and something. She's a normal person who's, well, exceptional, yes, very hard worker and is doing things to really fight for the interests of the American people. But yeah, she she was just working a normal hourly job prior to running, you know. And many of the people in the House of Representatives are that. They're the people. It is that's, that's why it's called the People's House. Uh, the Senate, though, is something much different. You know, it's Mr. Call. Uh, we're not gonna throw this bill because it's a government waste. You know, we can't have hospitals and schools because you know they gave away the checkbook to the uh, wealthy folks. So this is going to, it's going to change soon. We're going to start improving. At least one can hope. So make sure you're registered. Make sure in the next election you vote for candidates that are pro-democracy, pro-right to vote. That they respect the rule of law. You know, um, that they understand that in 2020... The former game show host Donald John Trump, who was seeking a re-election bid, lost. Make sure you vote for candidates that understand that fact about the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Donald John Trump finished in second place. He lost. Yes, he did very well, but he did not win. Yes, he did try to engage in a wide variety of activities to hold on to power illegitimately. And that's a fact. Okay. So don't vote for candidates that are running on a campaign of claiming that Trump won. What they're doing is manipulating you. Yeah, they're not offering you any sort of policy agenda. They just, they know that you're stupid. So don't be stupid. If you don't want to be stupid, don't vote for that candidate that thinks that you're stupid. And that's why they're saying that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Does the candidate that says that actually think that? No, they do not. They just know that you're willing to believe it. 
And then once you vote for them, they can then cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. So don't vote for that candidate. Vote for candidates going to res respect your rights and the rights of your neighbors and the rights of all people. God bless. This is Gary, Thinking Out Loud.